What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I am your host, Corey Willis. I hope you all are doing well on a Friday, getting ready for week six of the college football season. That's going to be week six, Corey. We look. It's week six. Already. I know. Yeah, I remember we were just cranking this thing out. The season was starting up. We had week six. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I Look, I Ooh. try to tell everybody <laughs> that the season, look, as soon as we start the season, we're going to start closing the doors on the season. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't last that long. I promise you it doesn't. It, Week six, man. Dude, the season is moving, but moving. It's been a it's been a joy to watch. We 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 got some of everything, man. We we've seen some some big wins, some big upsets, and I know I know this weekend is going to have it all too. I mean, it's college football, man. Any given Saturday, we know what can happen. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I know all of. All of our fans are going to be eager to watch a lot of games this week, of course. Uh, you know, we, we got a got a lot of good games on the slate, so I, I can't wait until um, we all watch them and get a chance to just kind of sit sit down and talk about everything that happened um, throughout the week. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah. I appreciate everyone listening in on the show, of course. Um, you can listen to us on multiple um, streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, um, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other streaming platforms um, that's out there. So um, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe to the show. Let us know what we're doing and how we can improve for the future. So we yeah, very just much unlock your iPhone and whatever whatever platform uh, you know app you have. For for podcasts, we're there. Yeah, we just 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 go just just search us, just search the name, and we got you. We're exactly. on there. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, um, as always, um, I'm here with my good friend and co-host. You just heard him. Um, he is Chris <laughs> Bolton. What's going on, Chris? Hey man, I'm doing great. Doing great. Let's let's get straight to it. I'm 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 ready. Oh yeah, I'm ready. I I'm, I'm turned up. This is. <laughs> We we got some games that have some real implications, absolutely for things going forward. Some some serious implications going on, um, and you know, we we said you know you are what you you are who you are. The last podcast that was like the the, the big thing. You know, you are who you are. You know, at this point of season, but you know, there's still there's still a chance for. For some people to really find out if teams are who they are, like is Louisville or are the Cardinals, are they the real deal? They're five and zero right now. Exactly. You are who you are. We were about to, we're going to find out. They they go up against a very tough Notre Dame team, yep. Kentucky. You are who you are. Is that the team that just ran through Florida? Literally ran through Florida, like <laughs> two hundred eighty yards worth of running through with. With Ray Davis, can can you not necessarily replicate that, but can you find a way to get another huge win on your resume? Yep. And th- this will be a signature win for Mark Stoops and the Kentucky football program in general. Is is this that time? 
you know. So we're or for Georgia, you've been ranked number one team in the nation. There's been a lot of games, you know, a lot of, of quarters where you haven't looked like the number one team in the nation. Are you? You are who you are. Are you that number one team in the nation? Are you going to put the, the, the smackdown on a, on a conference division foe who's looking to make that next step and, and put themselves on the map nationally and solidify themselves as one of the better teams in the country? So it's going to be a great weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so many, so many season defining games um, this week. Um, mm-hmm. and already have way throughout the season, and like a like we've been talking to our our audience. Um, these are big time games that can really that can really you know catapult your season in a positive way or negative way. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see oh, yeah. how a lot of these games fare. Yeah, LSU. They they know about the the negative way. This this is a huge weekend for the for Tiger fans and uh, the LSU fan base and um that that program as well. So, mm-hmm. but let's get to it, man. With with you know speaking of season of uh you know maybe some of the tougher this might be the toughest matchup in the season I believe for this team mm-hmm. um down south with Alabama and Texas A and M and I'm talking for Alabama. I think this might be the toughest game they have this year going on the road to take on the Aggies, a team that isn't ranked. But if you've seen how they've been playing lately, I mean, you can't tell me this isn't, I feel like, one of the, of course, you know, top 25 teams talent-wise. And also, they play some good football, too. Granted, they got, you know, beat by Miami earlier this year, but... I think I think this is a top twenty-five team. I think the spread is giving credit to Texas A&M as well. Yeah, um, I I think so too. Uh, right now, Vegas has Alabama as a one-point favorite, so that tells you all that you need to know about it's a coin flip, bro. Yeah, it's a coin flip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Over under is forty-six. So. Um, I really think, awesome. yeah, <laughs> I know. I think right now, A and M being at home is a plus for them. And granted, they've been playing fairly well the last couple of weeks. Like you know, we we haven't been dealing with any um, Jimbo. Um, Petrino. <laughs> they haven't they haven't wrung each other's throats yet so right. far. Everybody's still good. Yep. <laughs> we we haven't you know ran in, in, into any issues that have you know um, created chaos with this offense <laughs> and just the whole team in general. So maybe that is a good thing. Um, but yeah, overall, um, I, I think that is a plus for A and M. Um, of course, they're going. They are coming into this game uh, with no Connor Wigman. Uh, of course, like they have Mac Johnson um, back out there at um at quarterback now. So um, with um Wigman being hurt, so um, this is a big opportunity for A and M to you know really showcase themselves as a top team in the West Division of the SEC and. 
um, yeah, the sky's the limit for them. This is a big opportunity for them. Is this possibly, possibly could be the SEC West championship game? The winner of this game, I think, has a very good shot of winning the West and making it to the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, Max Johnson will be starting at quarterback for the Aggies. I think he's a, a, a very good backup QB. Um, I think so, too. He, he Someone that can make plays, can make throws. And I'm pretty sure Coach uh, Petrino will put him in position to make plays. I don't think they're going to just, you know, play conservatively. I don't expect that at all from from A&M. I think they're going to attack Alabama. Don't even be shocked if the first play is like a play action, bake the handoff, and they just try to uncork a bomb to one of those stud receivers that that A&M that they have. I mean – they got they have guys. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they really have some some guys that can make plays vertically down the field. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't be shocked if uh if if that's the first play of the game and also that's just a philosophy. So, you know, of course you want to be balanced and establish the run, but they are going to test the Alabama secondary and I think relatively often to see if they can bust open some plays, because I, I, the game plan on how to beat Alabama has been laid out for teams. We we saw the Texas game. I know, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> prime example right there. We saw the Texas game. We we saw Ad Mitchell. We saw Xavier Worthy and those guys um, make plays down the field. I think. Th- I'm sure Petrino has looked at that film and they're going to take elements from what Texas did because they have the similar athletes. They have Evan Stewart is a Sunday player mm-hmm. at wide receiver for Texas A&M. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to get him the ball vertically and see what you know what they can do. As they should. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And also another thing that favors A&M What's the strength of A&M's defense, Corey? The strength of their defense right now, um, at first it, it wasn't their their line um, just because they, they weren't really getting much much um, of, a, of a pass rush push. Um, but I, I, I can definitely say like their, their um, secondary is. Um, and some of the linebackers are, are pretty stout as well. Yeah, but lately, man, you saw the uh, the Auburn game. Them guys, them boys, been that D line has gotten after it. That is probably the most talented defensive line in the nation. Mm-hmm. With the with all those, there's nothing but five stars across the board on that D line. Now, what's and what's the weakness of Alabama's offense? <laughs> I think we already know that offensive line has not played like a normal Alabama offensive line usually plays. Granted, they've figured out a couple things where they look somewhat better, 
but to to me, honestly, um, the jury is still out on that O line. Um, For sure, this this is this isn't a normal Alabama O line, right? So when you put those two things together, and we know Alabama, you know they've had their struggles passing the football. So if A and M can force them into third and eights, third and nine situations, third and longs, and them boys can can pin their ears back mm-hmm. and know we got to get after the QB. <laughs> it's, it might be it's, it's going to be a tough game, I believe for for Alabama's offense. It, it, yeah. It's it's setting up their way. Yeah. I- I think you're right, and that's one of the, one of the reasons why you know looking at this game all week, Chris. I if if Alabama's O line just does not pass protect at all, and granted, all season they haven't really been doing that as well. Like I just don't see how how they can play as well of a game to win. Uh, like Jalen Miro, from what we've seen from him in the pocket, he's literally had to scramble for yardage, make some miracle throws, of course, uh, like the yes. throw we saw at, at, against Ole Miss, to even mm-hmm. have a chance back there. And even when he does make those plays, you know, it, you just still look at that offensive line and you're just like, my gosh, like, you're really going to tire this guy out in just letting him, you know, use his athleticism without giving him any kind of pass protection to even give you a chance. So, yeah, like, like you like you said, the last couple weeks, um, that, that defensive general for A&M has gotten better, particularly that defensive line. Um, that Auburn game, they were – they were amazing. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it's going to be interesting can, can to they, see. Can they get happens. home? Yeah, yeah. And, can, and can, can, can A&M get home? And what do they do on third down? Like, do you dial up that man blitz? Because this isn't your or your average pocket passing quarterback mm-hmm. back there. There's a lot of risk that comes with dialing up a man blitz on Jalen Milrow. Because all it takes is him making, you know, the like somebody comes unprotected. If he makes him miss and gets gets out the pocket and now he's using his legs, good luck. He, he can turn what should have been a sack into a 30-yard, 40-yard gain or even a touchdown run. Yeah. So there's also that to factor in as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious to see what is the scheme, what's the approach by both coaches. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think we both are confident that Alabama knows we're going to have to run the ball. Like they, they really have to own the line of scrimmage and keep themselves from those third and longs to having to convert those and make this the the line the the points is what 46 the line is 46 points for a reason make this a hard fault run the football 
time of possession kind of football game. It just make it 2005 SEC football all over. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, That's probably going to be Alabama's game plan, I think. Uh, it's like at this point now, how the way they're playing, it's just going to have to be their game plan throughout the rest of the season, I think. If if this is the way that their offensive line is going to play and like we're, we're honestly assuming that they are going to play as bad as is <laughs> you know well as they've played all season um mm-hmm. back there um which isn't really saying much honestly uh, with pass protection like they're gonna have to run the football um if, if that's all that they can do against a and m um and even with that you are going up against a pretty physical defensive line that wants contact and they've figured out how to get pressure. So Yeah. And yeah. And and, and they've they've won this game before. It's not like they're coming into this game like you remember the mystique of can you beat can we you know can we beat Bama? Right. There's not that mystique in this game because we've seen A and M a couple of times we've seen them step up to the plate and beat and beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, what was was that two seasons ago? The last time they were at A and M was that when that when um yeah I want to say the, you, you're talking about the last time A and M defeated Alabama. Alabama, I feel like that was at home for A and M. It, it either might have been. It's, I really want to say that was two seasons ago. Um, uh, if you, I'm about to look it up and see, but let's do. Let's see if we can do some quick research. Two years ago, twenty that 2021 um, season. Yes, yeah, they defeated mm-hmm. Alabama, um, being number one Alabama, forty-one to thirty-eight. That was a crazy game. That was a spectacular game. Yeah, it was. It was. That was the. Um, um, yeah, that was the <laughs> that was the game where Calzada. And, and Spiller and all of those guys, they really um, had a day in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, they they will be confident that they can get this win. And, of course, for Alabama, too, I feel like they're, they're low-key, like, you know, they're starting to hit their stride. We saw this team play three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, in one game, well, they'll play two quarterbacks in one game. A few weeks ago, mm-hmm. in South Florida, and have now settled on Milrow and have been continuing to game plan to put him in position to succeed. And you also have they have a a very stout and stingy defense themselves. This has been, I feel like, one of Alabama's better defenses of late. Mm-hmm. Um. Just when it comes to like you know how they really have limited their opponents' scoring, and they will need another great effort from them in this game. So, but it's it's going to be a fight. I really, I think the line is right. I really think this is going to be another game that just that goes to the wire. Yeah, I think this is a dog fight for sure. Like <laughs> this game is going to be going on. Pretty much, I think around the same time as um no no I I, I thought it was gonna go at the same time as um the 
UT OU game. But um, but yeah, no, I think it's the UT OU. Is that is that the uh, that's at noon Eastern, eleven yeah Central, and then uh, I think this game is uh the three thirty yeah CBS game mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. So um, who, who you got winning? So yeah, um, I guess we'll go ahead and get get on to our picks for this game. I, I think overall, from what I've seen from A and M, I've seen a team that's very hungry. Uh, look like things are starting to come together now. So I will say A um, and M wins this game um, by ten points. Mm. Yeah. Wow. 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 I'm right there in line with you. <laughs> I got an A and M. I I knew you I like could I trust you. In there? I, I had to I had to you know saying play it off. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you with A and M winning. Yeah. Um, I had them winning by three. Okay. Okay. Uh, that Thank that you. sounds fair too. I think I, I can I see it being twenty seven twenty four. Okay. Um, and it's gonna it's gonna sound crazy, but I think the defense gets to stop at the end. I think they. I don't think it's gonna be a walk off. I think A and M gets the field goal with like you know three minutes or so to spare. Yeah. And I think the defense carries them home. Yeah. And gets them to win, but um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tussle, and this if but if Bama gets past this game mm-hmm. and wins it, we'll have to be real about them and be like, this team are they making they a still have a chance in the playoffs? <laughs> they still have a chance in the playoffs. You look at the schedule. You have Tennessee at home. You have LSU at home, and ooh. Who knows how LSU will be looking at that point? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about them uh, a little bit later on in later the show. On. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know who the schedule sets up nicely for Alabama, though. Right. Yeah, if if they can squeeze um, out of this game with a victory, I, I, the sky's the limit for for the Tide. I think at that point, I will say. Maybe they have started to figure some things out um, after, you know, losing to Texas. Maybe that was the best thing that ever happened to Alabama because they can really feel, figure out what were their deficiencies and what they need to do to hide them. Um, best I, way possible. I think it a step further. I think South Florida could low-key be the game we look back on this season if Alabama gets past this and goes on to have – to win out, mm-hmm. I think we look back at the South Florida game because they learned very quickly. We need Jalen Milrow. <laughs> <laughs> look, you know, all through that game, it, like Saban was, and I, I still remember like looking at Saban going and back um, after that game, where his hair was just everywhere. He he looked like a man under just. Absolute, just stress, Chris. I was like, <laughs> my gosh, he he really is feeling it right now. And oh uh, yeah, I mean, and, I can't and, blame and him. <laughs> that team quickly. will look like a mess. 
they look like a mess. And that Monday morning, it was quickly announced that Jalen Milrow is the starting quarterback <laughs> for the week. Just that fast. <laughs> look, I'm going to go on my soapbox real quick. Everybody really tried to pin that loss against Texas on Jalen Milrow. Yeah. Granted, he is not the he is not the best passer. He is not one. He is not a Tua. He is not Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. He's not one of those guys when it comes to passing the football. But it damn sure wasn't his fault they lost that game. No. If, if anything, that was a team effort of losing that football game several weeks ago. It was just. Oh. And, and I feel like everybody's learned quickly now. He he is the best chance for this team to win. They are not going to win unless he is at quarterback. Right. <laughs> that team that's right out there against South Florida, they getting they getting ran off. They losing half their SEC games. Alabama is eight and four if Jalen Milrow is not at quarterback. Yeah, like you can forget Buckner. Ball, bro. Yeah, you can forget Buckner going out there. Ty Simpson. Anybody else? Nope. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You need Jalen uh-huh. Milrow to go out there to give you at least a shred of hope. At least yes. Somewhat of a chance that you can win these football games throughout the rest of the season. So mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. I think what they have right now is their is the best recipe for success. They just gonna have to come out and and really showcase. So if 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 Milrow, if he has a hundred and twenty plus rushing yards. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we might look back and be like, okay. I think that's a stat that tells us Alabama won. I think so. If Milrow, if Milrow has like a, a huge day rushing, because I feel like at that point he's busted off a couple big ones mm-hmm. to get some, some that that eventually maybe ended in touchdown drives, if not a touchdown on that run for Alabama. Right. So that's that's going to be a stat I'll keep my eyes on is Milrose rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, me as well. Um, I, I think <laughs> that stat alone um, gives you a lot of. Um, uh, it, it tells you a lot about the offense anyway, um, just because he's so dynamic um, as a runner. Um, more so than, than than his um passing skills, but um I think it's really he has a gifted long ball too. Yeah, he has a he has a, a gifted long ball, but his like you said, his running is that is a game changer. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, yeah, and like looking at the stat, um, right now, um, yards rushing right now, Alabama has one sixty seven point eight. And A and M has one sixty point four, so a lot of that has to do with Jalen Miro um, just running the way he has. So, um, you know, McClellan and um, Rodell, um, what is R- Rodell Williams? Um, yes, know, yeah. Those guys they have um, they've stepped up as well um, with the rushing game, um, but. You know, Jalen Miro, he he does show a lot of of skills running the football. So, um, yeah, be be on the lookout for that. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, any 
Any other things that you want to um, add to this game before we move on? Nah, no more thoughts, man. Just I'm ready for war. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're going to get it. <laughs> That's why I can describe it. I'm just ready for to see a bloodbath on that field, man. It's, it's, it's going to be physical. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hype. It's both man will be rocking. Yeah. I definitely believe so. Um, it's going to be an interesting game, and I can't wait um, for all of us to witness it. So, yeah, Alabama A&M this Saturday. All right, so um, segueing um, now. Uh, we mentioned it briefly uh, a minute ago, but I, I say, Chris, let's go ahead and, and get down to the nitty-gritty of things. So, um we got the Red River Rivalry game. Red River Rivalry. Some people call it the Red River Shootout still. Whatever you want to call it. OU, Texas, clashing again, Chris. This game. I in the think, real cotton bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the cotton bowl. I think this game is definitely going to be one of the best Red River rivalry games um, that we've seen in quite some time. And it's going to be the last time that we're going to see these two as Big 12 teams before they head into the yeah. SEC. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. So, you know, we, we are here now. Um, yeah. Vegas has Texas as a five point favorite. Um, over under is 60 and a half. Um, so Vegas is already telling you a lot of points is going to be scored in this game (laughs) and no one's going to play defense. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough, man. And Oklahoma has looked very good. They look very good defensively this year. Time's great. Mm -hmm. And offensively too. Yeah. But who have they played? You know, they haven't really played anybody. This will be their toughest task to date. Yeah. Going against arguably the best team in the nation? I think. I think so. I think we can say that, uh, especially, you know, with uh, Texas having a signature road win against Alabama Mm -hmm. on their resume. Yep. Um, they have proven themselves. Have they been the most consistent? Have they looked great and dominated quarter after quarter? Nope. But neither, nobody has this season. No. Um. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, this we're gonna learn just how good this OU defense is mm-hmm. when you go up against Quinn. Going, you're, you're trying to check AD Mitchell, mm-hmm. and, and you're trying to check Xavier. Bye bye, worthy. <laughs> you know that he has world class speed. Exactly, and I'm pretty sure he will get. I think he will get behind the defense at least one time in this one, and, and bust one for forty plus. He's just that. He's that kind of guy. I think he's going to do it at least about two or three times. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think he's going to be the man that, that runs runs the show for UT um, in that game just because, man, he's so electric. Like, I mean, we can name plenty of players just alone in college football that that are electric players that, you know, as soon as they step out on the field, um, you're going to get everything out of them. And you're going to see some amazing um amazing athleticism um out of out of said player man i think he's one of those guys where he's definitely gonna have to step up for texas and i think he will in, in a big time i agree so i'm curious with you being in austin mm-hmm. in the circle you know um Texas fans all around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being really kind of plugged into that area. Yeah. What are you hearing when it comes to people's thoughts on this game? And just how do you like what are your what are your keys? Like what are some of the some of the things that kind of just pop, pop ahead for you um that will really kind of define this ball game? Um so you know, so far this week, um, a lot of fans are, of course, very excited. Um, I will say this: the confidence in the way that this offense has been ran by by Sark, um, like people love it, and people are really ecstatic. They are enjoying the fact that. Um, this this team is playing as well as they've you know played in quite some time. Um, um, I forgot the last question that you had. And just what do you what do you feel like are the keys? Like you know, what what are the keys in this ball game? Yeah. For- so um, of course, um, I would say one of the biggest keys is not turn the ball over. Um, which I think for the most part, um, Ewers has done a pretty good job in not doing that. Um, he did turn it over uh, in the Kansas game, but for the most part, he's done a fairly good job. So I think not turning the ball over, um, staying sound on defense um, are some of the keys for this, um, for, for this Texas team. If they want to, um, if they want to come out of this football game with a victory, yeah, yeah, and Oklahoma's gonna have to, they're gonna have to, to spread it out. They're gonna have to throw that thing. I feel like to to win this one, yeah, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough, but. They, Oklahoma has, we've talked about Texas having guys. I mean, OU, they have some ball players as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Dylan Gabriel, against the players, the competition he's gone up against, he's looked like the real deal. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I mean, granted. <laughs> All these players, Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa, <laughs> Cincinnati. Yeah, both Tulsa and Cincinnati were away, but hey, you know, and Iowa State, you know, but hey. 
Yeah, you got a chance to beat your rival at the Texas State Fair on Saturday um, in front of a in front of a national audience. So you know it. If they can get that done, hey, I I, I don't think there's um you're not gonna hear any complaining from me. Um, uh, of course, if if they pull it out, but um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, I guess I I'll give um my keys for Oklahoma um as as well. Um, if if they want to pull this game out with a victory, too. So, um, one of my one of my keys for the game for OU is to you know let Dylan Gabriel be himself. Um, let him be as dynamic of a player that he's been these last couple of games, these last five games of of the season, and um, um. As also as for OU, um, be able to rattle um, the Texas wide receivers. Um, be be able to hold guys like like Worthy out there who were just you know. <laughs> if you let that guy go, he's he's gonna kill you. <laughs> he's gonna kill you out there in the perimeter. So you know you know be able to. Really contain worthy, um, uh, Adani Mitchell, which is also a really good receiver for for Texas as well. Um, um, Sanders, all of those guys, um, Jonathan Brooks, um, you know, yeah, be be able to really um, contest with them um, on the defensive side of the football. Um, yeah, that, that's it's, that's pretty much all I got for for OU. I, I, I think it's the shot plays mm-hmm. are going to be big for Oklahoma on both both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Limiting Texas shot plays, the big gains, and then also for yourself for Oklahoma creating the said shot plays. You know. It's tough matriculating the football down the field for 10 play, 12 play, 14 play drives. You know, that's, it's not easy. But you can bust one open and hit a 30 yarder. You know, those, those are the, the plays that you need in these kind of games. Take advantage of coverage breakdowns of some, you know what I'm saying? Or if you're scrambling and you're a receiver and you find a way to get open for Gabriel to get you the ball in space and to make a play downfield, they're going to need those. Yeah. You know, in matchups, you know, comes to mind. We just spoke about AM earlier, but remember AM. With Johnny Manziel was at QB, he made plays with his legs and broke broke plays open, and they got those big shot plays downfield to take down Bama. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to need something similar. Texas is, is is extremely talented on both sides of the ball. They have stellar players. 
and you're going to need your quarterback. Sometimes your first read won't be there, and your second read isn't going to be there. So now we playing. We it's schoolyard football. It's PE. We got to make a play. <laughs> it's fifth period right now. We got to make a play. So we're going to need. We're going to need. We're going to need guys to make plays and 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 bust some bust some plays open. Yeah, and so. And that's what I'll be keeping my eye out on. Can Oklahoma, because they are good, mm-hmm. but I, I I view Texas as one of the top three teams in, in the nation, and I feel like Texas should win this game. Mm-hmm. But we also have to account for the scenario and how Oklahoma makes it happen. And I think they make it happen by, you know, whether it's the the shot play, the, the design shot plays, or creating something out of nothing, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta you gotta succeed in those opportunities and then make it happen. You can't have to drop. Oh, you dropped a long forty yard pass. Mm-hmm. We can't have those this game. This is Texas, right? You got to reel that in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or or you overthrow the receiver. For that 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 design bomb touchdown downfield, splitting the you know cover two, and you find them over the middle on the post route because you recognize the coverage. You got to execute that exactly. <laughs> so I think those are those are things I'll be keeping an eye on in this in this game to see can Oklahoma execute the opportunities because there will be some. Mm-hmm. But who whoever converts and executes, that's going to be the team that wins. Yeah, I think so too. Um, like I said, you know, in order for OU to um, get a W, just allow Dylan Gabriel to be himself, be able to um, make some spectacular plays, and you know that that does depend on. Um, the rest of the team being on the same page as well and, and really, you know, doing their uh, one of 11s um, as well. So um, if if they can do that, hey, the sky's the limit for OU. Um, I, I think that they can really, um, you know, take on Texas and, um, you know, come out of that game with a victory. But um, same yeah. same way I'm saying for for Texas as well. Um, vice versa it goes both ways. But um, but yeah, I I'm eager to see um, what happens in this game. For me, um, my pick overall, um, I think I have to give it to Texas um, just because of that schedule right now. Um, I think they're just a little bit more battle tested. Now, Oklahoma doesn't mean Oklahoma um, doesn't have the talent to beat Texas. Um, I, I think they do, but I, I do think this Texas team this year is a little bit more battle tested, and I see them winning by um, at least two scores. I'm rocking with Texas as well. Mm-hmm. The player I'm, I'm a, I love. Both the receivers that I mentioned mm-hmm. um, earlier, I think this is going to be Mitchell's game. Okay, I I think Mitchell p- 
puts on a show and I give I, I give it to Texas 40 42 31 okay. I think Oklahoma I think Oklahoma puts up points I think it's a ball game mm-hmm. um but I'm I'm a rock with I'm rocking with Texas I, I just think I don't know, man. I, I really, I just think this is this is Texas year. Honestly, I I feel like Texas. You know, you get through this game, the path is there, man, to dominate your conference and 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 be a an undefeated team in the college football playoff. I just, I, I you know, we, we like this Texas team preseason. Mm-hmm. We we both, um, we you know, I, you know I was I was very headstrong about them going to Alabama and winning that ball game coming into the season. Yeah, and they did that, mm-hmm. and granted, they might not have been dominating every game, but I just think this team has the talent and has the coaching, and they have the quarterback. They have the guys, the horses, to be a national championship team, and you win these games. You win. You win this game if you are that team, right? And I think they win this game. I think they are that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you as well. I'm looking at the schedule now. I mean, you beat OU. You got at Houston, um, two home games back to back. Um, being BYU and Kansas State. Um, then you got two um, away games, TCU at Iowa State. Uh, those are your somewhat trap games. but um, And then you cap off the season against Texas Tech at home. So, hey, if they BOU, like, the season is theirs on a silver plate. It's right there on a the platter. Yeah, all, all, all they have to do is is take care of business. <laughs> That's all they got to do. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens if Texas wins this ball game. Um, I think they will, um, and, and if so, it, like we said, it's right there on a silver platter. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, um, anything else, Chris, that you want to mention about this game before we move move along? Nah, I think that's that does it all for me, man. Um, we we we, we broke that bad boy down. So, hey, <laughs> hands down, I'm saying it's gonna be the there's gonna be a lot of fun games, uh, of course, uh, this week. But I think that's the funnest game that we're gonna see. Um, uh, it's nothing like this. Is this is a classic rivalry, man? There's, yeah. there's nothing like this game. Even when the two teams are having down years, mm-hmm. you have to watch this game. No, oh, yeah. But the fact that they are back and for uh, Venables, mm-hmm. we have to. T- I guess I have one more thing coming off the season that he had last year. In his first year as head coach at OU, 
this would be so big, so big for him to get this win against this Texas team, the team that's been anointed, has been talked about since the preseason as the crown jewel of the Big 12, the Texas team that, that puts that brings Texas back. Texas is back. <laughs> this is the team that's been anointed, the prodigal son, the one that's supposed to be the team. Being put on a pedestal. Right off all, the, all the heat that he endured after last year and the kind of season Oklahoma had. If he gets this win, <laughs> oh, man, that's huge. It's that's easy. huge. That's huge. Everybody was questioning, can he – is he the guy? Did Oklahoma mess up? Did they hire the right coach? <laughs> you know, there was there was a lot of speculation going on. We have to yeah. be real, sir. Yeah. There is that that aspect to 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 factor in, and, and that there's a storyline on that note as well. So it's it's huge, not just because of the rivalry, but there's also bigger things at play in store mm-hmm. with with both of these teams being top twelve teams in the nation. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a big one. Um, I I just can't wait, man. And and I will say this before we move on: if OU does win this football game, Chris, I will not go outside for any reason. <laughs> you get out, get all your groceries yep. delivered to you. Get on Instacart. Um, if, you, if you're ordering out, you know, get it, get it to go. If you got to go out the house, do get, go curbside, curbside pickup. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go on HEB.com. Just like, look, I, I get my groceries. <laughs> Through curbside, not I don't want to talk to any UT fans right now because I don't know <laughs> what they're thinking right now. Um, <laughs> leave those individuals alone. <laughs> yes, yes. You, um, I, I think you'll you'll feel the the energy just pull. You know what I'm saying? Just pulled out the city. Yeah. If they do lose, yeah. So it's it's a big weekend. It's a big weekend for sure. It's a big weekend. Oh yeah, so can't wait for OU versus Texas Red River rivalry should be a big matchup, Chris. So um, now what we're gonna do? We're gonna segue back over to the SEC, Chris, and we're gonna talk about a team that you have a little um, familiarity um, with, I should say, mm-hmm. um, in the. Kentucky Wildcats. Um, Kentucky Wildcats will be taking on number one Georgia um, this Saturday. Um, Yeah, this is this is gonna be night game. Yeah, between the hedges, ESPN between the hedges should be a good matchup. Um, Vegas has Georgia as a fourteen and a half point favorite, and the over under is. 47 and a half as well. So, um, what do you think so far about this game, Chris? How the way Vegas is um, looking at the game and just the tail of the tape overall? So, I think with this game, Kentucky has the veteran QB 
that if you want to pull off an upset, I think Devin Leary can lead a team to make that happen in this kind of matchup. He's an older senior QB, talented. You know, he's played some big games at NC State. So I don't think he, I don't think he'll be overwhelmed by the moment. We saw Kentucky's offensive line, I think, grow up in their last game against Florida. That's been the the thing that they've been struggling with. You know, it's been like the weakness of this team going back, to, dating back to last season. And for you to create the lanes and holes for your running back to rush for two hundred and eighty yards. They will be extremely confident going into this matchup against a Georgia defensive line. They don't have no Jalen Carter there. You know, this this is it's a good defensive line, but it's not that menace that you just look across the other, you know, in front of you and just be like, dog, how are we going to block these guys? So the recipe is there for Kentucky to to really make this a good game. But there has been some scuttlebutt about some injuries to their wide receivers. Mm. To guys like Barry and Brown mm-hmm. and, and Tavion Robinson. And I'm just keeping it real, man. You need your you need your, your horses healthy. You need those guys not just able to play, but you need them healthy. Yeah. To get to get a win in this matchup, in this environment, in this moment. Granted, Georgia has not been great, but they are the number one team in the nation for a reason. Mm-hmm. And they will be at home. And they just struggled the week before. You know Kirk Smart is on, is on their tail, is on their neck. And then these guys, they probably had the best week of practice they had this season. I'm just being real, Corey. Yeah. Yeah, I think Georgia. I think Georgia. I don't want to say this. I think Georgia wins by like twenty. I think Georgia. As much as I want this to be a game and to to be that nail biter, mm-hmm. I think Georgia plays their best game of the season from first quarter to fourth quarter, and I think it's just going to overwhelm Kentucky. I think the Bulldogs. I think they they cover the spread. I really think they kind of win this one handedly. I agree. I, I was talking to my older brother um, and um, a couple other people uh, about this game, just about how Kirby Smart turns it up to the max when he knows his team um, is starting to get lax a days ago, of course. Um, you remember a couple weeks ago after the South Carolina victory and mm-hmm. um, the reporter on CBS came up to Kirby Smart to ask him, um, you know, how they pulled out that game with a victory and everything. And his and his remark was this was a composure mission like. I've never heard a comment like that in my life, Chris, but it was a composure (laughs) mission. I don't even know what that means, but let's just say I knew what that, what that meant. Let's just say we knew what that meant, Chris. Like he, he sound like a man that knew 
that all of the talk, all of the, you know, hey, George is going to three-peat this year with, with flying colors. You know, everything is going to be hunky-dory. Everything's going to be good. You ain't got to worry about trying hard at all. <laughs> I think he started to notice that that was really getting, you know, that, that rhetoric was that seeping it. into his team. Yeah, yeah. And we know Kirby Smart. He's from that Nick Saban tree. He's going to find a way to light a fire for his football. They just whoop Florida's ass, and they come in here thinking they about to whoop your ass on our field. I can hear him now. I can hear him now. You can hear him now. I can hear him now. And that would drive Georgia to stump a mud hole in Kentucky, which is what I think is going to happen as well, Chris. I don't think Kentucky stands a chance. Look, I understand Ray Davis had a big day last week against Florida, and, you know, hats off to him. He, like, he was their hoss last week. Oh, yeah. You you remember NCAA football the um, with the impact players, and then they had a little thing underneath them, and it started glowing. It was they, they making plays. It was pulsing. That 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 thing was posting all game for him. Yeah, yeah. That's all you saw the little little the little thing lit up the little post boop 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 boop. <laughs> it was lit up yellow every time he got the ball. Right, it, and then it, it, don't make don't let you make a juke or a cut, and it go it go to slow motion, <laughs> and it, it go back to to normal motion after he make you move. That's that's what Florida saw. I know. Last week. Oh my gosh, you make me want to play NCAA 06 right now. Um, <laughs> but um, but overall, Chris, I, I just I, I think Kirby Smart is going to motivate this team to get up and get ready on a 6 p.m. kickoff to take on Kentucky on ESPN. There's I I just don't see them letting up against Kentucky. Um, in this game, you know, granted, both teams are five and oh, right now. Um, and yeah, um, Devin Leary, um, is who, who I believe he is the more, um, he's ready for this. He's the, the quarterback that is more seasoned, yeah, for this kind of game. This yeah. is Carson Beck's first, was well, this gonna be his first top? Top twenty-five matchup, mm-hmm. first game with where the lights will be a little brighter. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, SEC foe, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I, I do see what you're saying. This, this this Leary has more reps under under the belt, and is a little more seasoned for this kind of game. Right, he he's seen this before. So, you know, if I had to choose, you know, a quarterback out of the two, I'm picking Devin Leary, no no question. Um, but, yeah, overall, I, I do think the team, like the whole team for Georgia, is going to really um, come out of the shell for probably the first time this year. And you're going to see the Georgia – that we all have been wondering where they at. 
I think honestly, Beck's going to have a pretty good game. Um, the defense is going to have a good game, and you're going to see all four quarters from this team. I, I I see that as well, but we I do have to speak on mm-hmm. the outside chance that not only is this closer than we anticipate, but if Kentucky does, if they do pull it off, the X factor is not a player. Corey. Mm-hmm. The X factor is Liam Cohen is Kentucky's offensive coordinator. Mm. Liam Cohen was the OC when Kentucky had their season where they won 10 games mm-hmm. and went on to win the Citrus Bowl. And then Liam went on to go become the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. And his return, they didn't have him last season, and it showed. Mm-hmm. It showed that offense never just hit stride. It just never clicked. And Kentucky has some real talent. Is it Georgia talent? Georgia's been recruiting top five recruiting classes the last eight years. So, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. But Kentucky has some guys. Barry on Brown. We talk about Xavier Worthy speed. Mm-hmm. Barry on Brown, I guarantee you, if you clock him, he's running a four three five or faster. <laughs> if, he's, if you clock him in the forty, he's that fast. Tavion Robinson is extremely shifty. Dane Key was starting as a true freshman at wide receiver last year, and we know you're the real deal in the SEC if you're starting as a true freshman at wide receiver. Yeah. That doesn't happen normally. You're that's normally you're normally a, a future Sunday player if you do so. Mm-hmm. They got real guys on the perimeter. We've already sung Ray Davis's praises. Liam has some pieces to really cook, and you got the veteran QB. There, Liam, the play calling that he does and what he brings to the table as a coach with his system, I expect him to really get in his bag for this game. And. Don't be shocked. If Kentucky can get the shot plays, we talked about the shot plays for Oklahoma Mm -hmm. to pull off the upset. I think this is another game where you're on the road and you're taking on the number one team in the nation. Expect Liam, like, don't be surprised if Liam just just lets it hang. Like, just you go out on your sword and you really dial up some plays and really challenge Georgia's secondary to try to contain that that speed that they have. If if those guys are healthy, if Brown plays and Robinson plays, along with what they have with Dan Key, and they have some good tight ends as well, mm-hmm. the, the makings are there for Liam Cohen to really cook up some stuff. And people might be surprised at the damage Kentucky does offensively against Georgia. Because last season, Kentucky couldn't do anything on on offense against the Bulldogs. But the defense was great. Kentucky held Georgia to 16 points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kentucky's defense is still very good this year and can also cause some problems for Georgia. Mm -hmm. So there, there is a world where we do anticipate Georgia to overwhelm Kentucky. But I don't 
I, I could not let myself, we could not talk about this game and not talk about how, like, the avenue, the pathway for Kentucky to win. Because there is one. There is a world where that does happen. I don't think it happens, but there is a world where it does happen. Yeah. I, you know, since you mentioned it, um, the overall from the last several years um in Kentucky their MO has been running the football and you credit that to Kentucky's offensive line. So yeah. So I, I totally understand where you where you're coming from, Chris, where where um if they have a really good game plan on how to attack that D line, hey this might be a game that Kentucky can can showcase their skills and, and can yeah. possibly can possibly upset Georgia. So, and, and if there's a Georgia team to to do this on of recent history to to pull off the upset, this this looks like the team. Granted, still a very good to great Georgia team. Mm-hmm. But they have not looked like that animal, that menace that teams have had to deal with the last three seasons. Right, especially last. Those Georgia teams were different. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, those are some really some different teams. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I expect we both expect Georgia to to win comfortably. Yeah. You know, but there there is a world where where Kentucky does. Not only make this a ball game, but you know, you can't you can't pull off the upset win because, like we said, they have the veteran QB, mm-hmm. and they will need Leary to make some plays to showcase his experience and protect the football, and also hit connect on those shot plays downfield. You know. And make it happen. We we've seen upsets happen before. We saw we it's it's almost a similar recipe to the the biggest upset of our college days that we saw when Mississippi State went on the road to beat LSU. You yeah. know, Dak Prescott. That was his junior year at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Red, uh, I believe, a, a red shirt junior. And it came along the the season prior and and made some plays and then got got some experience under his belt. You know, State had Jamion Lewis. You know, you had you had Bear. Like you had some 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 really good receivers on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert and you Johnson. had a, a Robert Johnson. Those guys. You had some guys who can make plays. Yeah, and Fred <laughs> Yeah, Fred Ross. Like you really you had some guys and you had a very good running back as well. Mm-hmm. You no, know, bowling ball. Kentucky has Ray Davis. Might not you unless you if you know, you know. Most people might not know these guys, but like they are some they were some really good players for that state team. Mm-hmm. And they are some good players for this Kentucky team. Dan Mullen was in was in the, the, the deepest of his bags with the play calling in that game. <laughs> was dialing it up. Yeah, he really called off. They, they they called off the dogs. They were they were running LSU out of Tiger Stadium. 
Yeah. I think you you have to have a performance like that mm-hmm. where you, like I said, with Liam Cohen, he has to call his best football game of his life offensively. And if he does so, Kentucky has a chance. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to have to call a very tough physical game um, in the trenches um, on, on Saturday. Um, so... It, it's going to be interesting. Um, man, it, it, like this old line talk, man. I wish we had Cole Kubrick on the show. He can really <laughs> break it down for us. <laughs> yeah. no, he loves the old line, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, I think you're absolutely right, Chris. It, it, in order for Kentucky to get a shot, I do think they're going to have to be solid at running the football, and which – in turn, will um, give Leary a chance to um, throw the football as well. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens this week with some of their wide receivers and see if, you know, some of those guys can play this week. And if so, you know, um, it's going to have to be a con- conservative effort, team effort. Right. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, all beat George or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add before um, we move with our last oh, you, games? We can we can move on. Are we we gonna keep it in the SEC. We keep it in down south. You know what? Let's go ahead keeping in the SEC before we wrap up with the last game um, that we'll we'll have that is uh, you know part of yeah. the. State of Kentucky, but we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. So, um, so yeah, um, we have LSU coming to take on the Missouri Tigers this Saturday, Chris. Um, that's a, that's such a, it's such an interesting matchup. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely an interesting matchup. Um, I don't think. I don't think they play against each other yearly. I think this is just one of those like, hey, let's... it's the interconference matchup, interdivisions. Yeah, you know? that happens every yeah. yeah once in a while. So yeah, um, LSU Tigers coming into Columbia, Missouri to take on the Missouri Tigers. Um, Vegas has LSU as a four point favorite, and the over under is. At sixty five right now, Chris. So, um, I know Vegas last week, knows. Yeah, like Vegas knows something um, that we do, that we don't know. Um, but overall, um, last week we saw LSU take on Ole Miss in that barn burner of a football game. Uh, of course, um, LSU lost that game against the Rebels. Um, now they're looking to bounce back um, against. Eli Drinkwitz squad, um, who is playing really good football right now. Uh, I think, I think if no one, if no one hasn't been, you know, looking out against Missouri um, yet, I, I do think that it's best if they start looking after um, Missouri. I, I think right now they're uh-huh. playing really good football, and. Um, they have a shot this Saturday to become six and zero, which 
I wish I could um, know that stat. When was the last time Missouri was six and zero? That's a good question. <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it? Was that twenty twelve? You know, I mean, it when the, the very first year they entered the conference, they made it to the SEC championship game. If I'm not mistaken. Well, I think you. I think you're mentioning the the year. Um, Afterwards, I think. Oh, it's after. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. But I knew early on they made it to the conference championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that that year they won things to know? I think you're. I think you're remembering the year when they went up against Auburn in the SEC championship game. Um, which was a really no. good team. Was that four? Was that fourteen then? I think. That was. I think that may have been honestly. Um, now that now that I think about it, maybe you are right. I think that was um, the 2013 um, Missouri Tigers. So yeah, that's like that 2012 to 2013 season. Okay, because I knew we had that, and uh, we want to go back even further. I believe it was 2008 when they played against Kansas when when those two teams were undefeated mm-hmm. playing the last regular season game of the year when they were both like top five in the nation if my memory serves me right but yeah, yeah it, it's not every day Missouri is 6-0 that's, that's the point we're making right right and it, you know looking back at it I think we were right it was that 2013 um, season where um, they actually were 7-0 and before they took their first loss. Um, it was against a um, two-overtime. Um, it was two-overtime game against South Carolina uh, where they lost 27-24. Oh, okay. But um, before that game, they were 7-0 and that year. So, so yeah. yeah. You were right, Eli. <laughs> Eli, he has that thing cooking, man. He, this is the year he's been waiting on, mm-hmm. and we get into this ball game. LSU secondary. This is where this is this is where the game kind of it comes to. LSU secondary has been bad, bad, <laughs> bad. <laughs> Corey bad. I can't stress how bad they have been. <laughs> Putrid should be the word. <laughs> That's great, great, excellent, excellent choice. Yes, they have not been and good. It's been rough at all. We, we saw we saw Keon Coleman light light them up. Uh, we we've seen what Jackson Dart did with those his receivers. He called uh, him up. The last week. You would have thought and it was Thanksgiving down there. In you thought it was Christmas. How how lit up it was. <laughs> the, the Christmas trees were lit. <laughs> but um man, Missouri has a receiver. You know, I love my Sunday guys. Mm-hmm. Luther Burden. Yeah. He's somebody I'll be drafting in my fantasy leagues and when he when he makes it to the pros. <laughs> I remember when he he was a five star recruit uh-huh. coming out of St. Louis, 
And when Missouri was able to lock him in and keep him in state, a talent like like he is, where they were able to get him, he has lived up to the billing. Mm-hmm. If you if you have never seen Luther Burden play, buckle up, people. This boy, he 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 is him. He's the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> he is him. Yeah. He is him. And I know he's been licking his chops, looking at the film, getting ready for this one. He can go off for 12 and 210 and three TDs in this ballgame. I'm not exaggerating. That's the kind of game he can have mm-hmm. against this LSU secondary. And quite honestly, Missouri will probably need him to have a 150 plus receiving yard game and multiple TDs to win this one, but it's very possible. Yeah. I also feel like it's a pride game, though, for LSU, because they the, the secondary knows. They, they've been getting picked on. Mm-hmm. The offense has put up enough points to win, but they have been getting picked on, and I, I'm really curious to see is what LSU defense shows up like. Is this truly... Do you fold because more than likely what we want to accomplish this season isn't happening? Or do you step up to the occasion and mess around and lock up Missouri? And we know what the offense is going to do. Do you do you quiet up this Missouri crowd pretty early on and LSU kind of you know, put some points on the board, and maybe is this the game? I thought they were going to run off on Ole Miss last week. Is this the game where they run off on their opponent? I'm curious to see what happens. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. Like you said, Chris, that, that defense, like that defensive secondary for LSU is, like they have not been playing up to the standards that you would <laughs> you would think – um, Brian Kelly will want them to, and that it's going to be telling this week when they go up against a player as dynamic as Luther Burton the third this Saturday. He is no joke. Um, I know you remember a couple weeks ago when LSU um, went down to Starkville and Malik Neighbors had that big day against the Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Eli Drinkwitz is gonna want to have that kind of day with Luther Burton out there at receiver, and hey, if, folks, if, if you're gonna be watching this game on on Saturday, watch out for Luther Burton. He can have that kind of day too, um, the same mm-hmm. way that Malik Neighbors had. It goes cash for cash with Malik Neighbors. They yeah. they both they both can. Get theirs this game. If, if if Malik gets about a touchdown on one drive, don't be surprised if Luther tries to, to match that energy and he comes around and gets a touchdown the next drive out from Missouri. It's he's he's just as talented yeah. as, as Malik Neighbors is. Yeah, absolutely. And and you, you don't wanna you don't wanna be the LSU defense trying to play catch up at that point against Missouri. And that's what kind of makes me feel like that can very well happen this week. Um, Just by how many yards 
the LSU defense at, as a whole um, gave up last week. And for the most part, they've given up as a total um, mm-hmm. this season. Um, it's just to me, it's just not it's not just the secondary. I, I, I do also think that defensive line isn't as stout as past defensive lines have been. Um, mm-hmm. You know that they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to figure it out. Of course, um, like Harold Perkins can't be everywhere around the field, so yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I mean, LSU still has some players out there on the defense, of course. Um, you know, I, I like Perkins. Um, Greg Penn's pretty good. Um, Major uh-huh. Burns it, it is is. You know he's decent, but you know, as a collective unit, of course, um, as as a defense, they're going to have to do a lot with stopping um, the pass and the and the run too. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting because Cody Schrader um, out at running back for the Tigers uh, for the Missouri Tigers, he's no joke either. You know. Mm-hmm. Missouri has some. They have some players, you yeah. know. Coach, Coach Coach Drake. He's been he's been doing his thing. Like I mentioned earlier, getting burdened. He's they've been doing well in the recruiting trail, mm-hmm. and they've been building up for this moment. Last season was like a teaser. So many games, they were so close to winning. And could have possibly had this kind of season last year. They they were right there in a tussle with Georgia last year. And you had the heartbreak loss to Auburn. I mean, several games. They were right there on the cusp. Kentucky, you don't rough the punter in that ball game. It's a good chance they beat Kentucky. Mm -hmm. That's three games right there that could have swayed their season. So... This is what they've been building for. You already have a huge win against Kansas State under your belt. So this won't be the first time they the bullets are flying and they've been in a, a you know a, a top tier tough matchup, a ranked matchup. So I'm curious to see how it plays out, of course. Who do you think? comes away victorious in this ball game. Oh man. Um <laughs> I think honestly after seeing that performance last week from LSU um do I think they're going do I think they have a chance to bounce back after a tough loss in Oxford last week? Um I don't think so. I, I think Missouri. I think Missouri has this game. I think wow. they're going to win by at least fourteen points. Wow, <clears throat> that's bold. That East, so Missouri by at least fourteen home field domination, tiger on tiger crime. Yeah, LSU three and three. <laughs> Who would have thought 
LSU will be 500 halfway, six weeks through the season. Mm, that would be something. Hey, I didn't, I didn't see it either, but <laughs> here we are. That would be something. <laughs> that would be something. I, I'm going with LSU. Mm. I think I know what to expect with Jaden Daniels. Quite honestly, if he's had a, if if LSU has played up to their standard as a team this year, mm-hmm. he will be running for a Heisman. He's had that kind of season as a quarterback throwing the football. He's had a hot hand throwing for over 300 yards the last couple games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think LSU's offense will be successful. I think that momentum will continue to roll offensively. And I think this defense, I mentioned it was this is gonna be a pride game. I think they step up to the occasion. So I'm gonna give it to LSU. Um the spread is close for a reason, but I give it to LSU. I think they win this one. And I think they do so. I say LSU by ten. I think they win by more than one possession. I think they put up points. I think they win. I think LSU gets this one. I would not be shocked if Missouri wins. Quite honestly, at this point, I'm here for the chaos, and I would I would love to see it as a college football fan. Let's just let's because at that point LSU was unranked, and now we're like, what in the world? (laughs) Year two of the Brian Kelly experience, and LSU is 500. It it makes for a lot of, of of great discussion and everything but um i think i just my as much as my 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 heart might want to see the chaos my mind can't wrap itself around lsu losing this game despite the struggles they've had in the secondary i think they find a way to get the win hey it's it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it, it, both, possible. both both scenarios. Yes. Yeah. I'm I like. I'm not. Here, here's the thing about LSU, and I know a lot of our audience probably feel a little bit of the same same way as us too. Um, it's just that defense really, really bothers me right now, Chris. It's. Mm-hmm. You know, some days they they look all right against lesser competition. Of course, it's lesser competition, but some some days they look all right. Some days, you know, they go up against a team with some better competition. I don't know what they expect from them. So, it is one of those things where I'm starting to challenge myself with LSU. And I'm trying to say, like, hey, is this... Is this team ready to go into a hostile environment like Missouri? You are who you are. Yeah. You are who you are. You are who you are. Um, I don't know. It's something about Missouri right now in the way that they're playing mm-hmm. that makes me feel like LSU has no shot. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. We're about to find out. 
situation I'm trying to find out. <laughs> but I, I understand where you I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I really do. I really do. But you know, we're gonna butt heads sometimes. So I'm 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 gonna rock with I'm rocking with LSU in this one. And if Missouri wins, I would not be shocked one bit. This this is you got two top twenty-five teams, you know, two SEC teams, and the the recipe is there. One team struggles mighty heavily on defense. The other team has a player that can expose that defense's weakest point. Mm-hmm. And Missouri is at home, you know. And we've, we've talked before about how much home field can be a, a factor in these tightly contested college football games this season. With the wiggle room not really being on too much dominance, everybody's kind of on the same level. But I'm going to rock with LSU in this one. I, I, I think Missouri's had a big win, but I'm going to give... I'm going to give LSU this one. I think this is going to be the pride game. That's my call for it. This is a pride game for LSU. Yeah, we've lost two games already, but we're not dead just yet. Yeah. Hey, that's a that's a good way to put it. Uh, of course, <laughs> hey, look, one Saturday hits is anyone's ball game, honestly. Um it's just it's gonna be funny. It, it makes for better, better television for us to watch. We just watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll get our popcorn popped up like To get your popcorn ready, and we gonna sit back and, and see see what happens. Exactly, exactly. You know, you're not a college football fan if you don't love the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That this game just feels like one of those games that's going to bring chaos. This week, this week, this entire weekend can be the chaos weekend. We haven't had that weekend yet where all the favorites got beat. Yeah. Yeah. You remember, I think that was 2007 when we had the two-loss LSU team in a national championship game. Mm-hmm. Two losses. <laughs> that whole season was chaos. Mm-hmm. There's always a weekend in college football where just team after team gets beat. It might be that weekend where some of our good old favorites, our blue bloods, <clears throat> some wild shenanigans happens. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. We've had some upsets, but we haven't just had a whole day dedicated to just who they be who. And then you watch the next game three hours later. They lost to who, <laughs> and it just, it just keeps on rolling. So yeah, this I would love for that to be this weekend. Look, look, today's show we haven't even talked about some of uh, some of the games that's even coming up. Um, in week six, like, I mean, look, we got Arkansas taking on Ole Miss. Ole Miss, that game is who you knows? Go ahead and stamp that one for craziness. <laughs> that game is known for its shenanigans. Exactly. You know, watch this 
the Washington State right now is playing really good football right now. Who said they won't go down to UCLA and lose that football game? Who knows what will happen with Ohio State this week taking on Maryland? It's so many different scenarios that can happen. And I just think that this game this week, while LSU still has a lot of good talent, like you mentioned, Missouri is starting to come out of the shell, starting to show um, that, hey, they can be a dominant force in the SEC too. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what makes me kind of lean towards them this week. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this game. But um, but I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. Um, um, you know, Jaden Daniels, I know he's going to be looking to have a, have a really good day. Looking for his chance to bounce back and um, mm-hmm. you know keep the wheels turning and, and just keeping this team in the right direction going forward mm-hmm. for LSU. But Brady Cook right now he's playing really good football as well. So um, we'll we'll see we'll see we will we will well speaking speaking of upsets you know what what could be a a crazy upset weekend. We have our last game. Yes. That we can talk about. That if the home team wins, I don't think many people had this on their bingo cards to start the season. <laughs> <laughs> number number ten, Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, coming off a tussle, a hard fought victory at Duke. Taking on the undefeated 25th ranked Louisville Cardinals that Corey, he's told y'all, if you've been listening to the pod, he said, look, Louisville's playing some good football. And the cars are 5-0. and And they welcome the, they welcome the Fighting Irish to town. 7.30 Eastern time kickoff. It's going to be rocking in Louisville. I expect that place to probably be sold out. I think it will be. <laughs> so, man, how do we think this one's going to play out? Because it can go both ways, too. Another one of those games that I can see the pathway for both teams getting, uh, you know, winning the ball game. Yeah. Um, ah, you know, both teams this year, um, I think overall have, have played, you know, excellent football. Um, overall, um, when I look at these teams, you know, I, I look at teams that, you know, very scrappy, you know, not scared to, you know, really take on a challenge. Um, Notre Dame with that game against uh, Ohio State a few weeks ago um, was a challenge for them. You know, they lost that game by three points, came back last week and, um, you know, saw adversity again against a really good Duke team who, you know, um, both of us like. Um you know they they've really um, stuck to their guns and you know overcoming adversity 
And when I look at this Louisville team, I think they're pretty much the same way. Um, you know, they've had to, you know, battle um, in a couple of games as well. Um, that that NC State game <laughs> mm-hmm. was was telling. They had to battle in that game. Um, Georgia Tech, they had to battle in that game. Um, Indiana uh, mm-hmm. was another game that they that they had to battle in. So. Um, I think Louisville has shown us enough that they're battle tested as well. And I think this game, um, fortunately for them, will be one of their biggest tests yet um, on their schedule. And (laughs) this isn't even counting um, Duke and Miami. Um, teams that they still have to play up against this this year. Mm-hmm. That you know, those games aren't going to be easy um, for them. But hey, like you're five and zero right now, you should be proud of that heading into this game, and you should be um, ready to take on a on a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for sure. Um... For this Louisville Cardinal team, mm-hmm. they Notre Dame is is no joke. You know they very easily could be undefeated if they maybe had eleven players on the field. <laughs> uh, uh, and that Ohio State game on the last play. Mm-hmm. So we will see how this game plays out, but. For Notre Dame, this they've been on a run of tough games. You know, I just mentioned Ohio State. Then you turn around and play at Duke. And now you're playing at Louisville. It's not easy. Not an easy stretch at all. <laughs> it's not easy. At not all. an easy stretch at all. Let alone the fact that these are top twenty-five matchups but man these are some of the more physical teams in the nation mm-hmm. you know that Ohio State or the dang game that was a tussle that was tough yeah that was that's some real football it wasn't finesse nothing finesse about that game same thing against Duke tough at some point you know your body's going to feel that. And I just wonder, this Notre Dame, do they slip up? Do they lose this one just off of the fact that it's another really you know, difficult matchup? It's, it's not going to, going to be easy, even though I think we can say to an extent that Louisville is probably overachieving. Mm-hmm. I don't think people, you know, expected them to have this season, especially uh, with the first-year coach, Coach Brom, yeah, Louisville legend. <laughs> By the way, you know, he all the touchdown passes he threw out there, mm-hmm. but uh, that's what also kind of gives his team an edge too. Is their their coach? 
He knows offense. Mm-hmm. He knows how to put points on the board. It's going. It's going to be very interesting. They have a very good receiver as well, with Thrash, who can thrash defenses. He has five <laughs> touchdowns this year. Um, Louisville. They've been able to create a lot of explosive plays. And I, that's another theme. I feel like if you are a, t- a team that's trying to pull off a huge upset victory, mm-hmm. you need shot plays. And he is a player that I believe, you know, people you're watching this game. If they make a, if Louisville is going to make some shot plays downfield, it, don't be surprised if Thrash is the one making them. Yeah, his average his average yards per reception, twenty yards. He is their big play guy. <laughs> so be on the lookout for him. I think this is going to be a shootout. It very well could be. <laughs> I know that Ohio State game wasn't one for for you know Ohio State Notre Dame wasn't one, but I think this one has the makings for a shootout. Mm-hmm. I struggle on who I want to pick to win. I've I've been going back and forth all day on this one. <laughs> it's it's so much of an interesting football game because you don't. Oh, for one thing, you don't see these two play against each other, but because not unless you're watching ACC basketball, it doesn't normally happen on the football field, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know this game in knowing how both teams' seasons have been thus far. Um, I, I I think this is another one of those toss-up games, honestly. Because uh, Louisville has been playing really good football. They've been handling their season as about as well as, you know, one would think. Um you know they they've they've really taken the challenge. They've taken on that challenge, and you know they're five and zero right now. Um, taking on a Notre Dame team, um, you know that's looking to you know really you know showcase their strength uh, within college football as well. You know they had that heartbreaking loss against Ohio State. They're not looking to have another one of those games. So I think Louisville knows that going in and I, I think the coaching staff for the Cardinals are, are gonna draw up a really good game plan at home, which is a good thing to really um put the best eleven guys um on all all three phases of the football. Yeah. Um it's, it, it will be a good game. I anticipate it to be a good game. And I don't think this one is going to, I don't think it will be a blowout. I think this one goes to the very end. I wouldn't be shocked if this goes to overtime. I think it's going to be one of those highly contested ball games. I think. I'm gonna settle on Notre Dame. I think they end up on the good side of the of a close one of the nail biter at the end in this one. Mm-hmm. 
34-31, Notre Dame, walk-off field goal. Mm. That's a um, that's an interesting um, that's an interesting thought process on how that game is <laughs> gonna go. <laughs> Um, that's gonna be a tight one. I, yeah, that's that's how that's how I see it playing out, and I've 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 struggled. I I've also been I've wanted to pick Louisville too. If you're betting, mm-hmm. pick Louisville. I feel like to all my betters out there, I believe the spread is plus is a uh, Notre Dame six point favorites. Um, let's see, right quick. Yeah, I think it said yeah. Um, Vegas has Notre Dame as a six and a half point favorite, and over under is at fifty four. I'm betting. I'm taking Louisville. Hmm. So, but to win the ball game, I think the, the Irish went by three in this one. But this is going to be a doozy. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, I think I'm going to go the opposite. Route and I take. figured you were going to rock the cards. You've been the squad so far. You, you low key, you sleeper squad all year. I figured you were going to rock with your cards. Look, I, look, it's something about these guys right now that I'm really liking right now. I, I like this Louisville team. Oh, I, I can't, I can't deny it. Um, I think they are going to win this game by field goal as well. I think, <laughs> I think, I think they got a opportunity to um, probably make a big stop on defense, get the crowd going, and um, and walk off the field uh, with a W um, by getting a good Jack Plummer leading the cars to victory. Yeah, hey, that he's, he's he's had his time. He's been a quarterback that's been in the portal and. He's now settled at, at Louisville. This will be a big win for, for Plummer. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's gonna be interesting. Be a storm. The field the field will be rushed. If they win this one, you know this that storm in the field. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's no way that they're not going to storm the football field if um Man. If Louisville wins, what a weekend of college football this shapes out to be. If some of these predictions happen, you know, if AM beats Bama, if <laughs> Kentucky goes on the road, if they go on the road and pull off the upset against Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, Missouri knocks off national powerhouse LSU and Louisville. Beats Notre Dame. If all of that was to happen this weekend, Corey, my goodness, <laughs> it definitely be a lot to talk about. To talk about. We're gonna have some stuff to talk about. Hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone oh, else man. is, I am too. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Chaos and college report. I'm here for it. I ain't mad at you. I will be happy. And we ain't even in November. (laughs) Just cracked October. I know. (laughs) Just started October. Uh, Just started October. Ain't even Halloween. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I, I think all of these games that we mentioned um, are going to be big time games this weekend. So, you know, I can't wait till we sink our teeth in and watching these games and, and see how the outcomes. Um, yeah, how everything turns out. Happens. So, yeah. For sure, for sure, man. Um, man, this is this was another fun, fun episode. You know, the, both shows are interesting. Where you know we recap games, mm-hmm. but it's also it's also fun. You know, to dive into the preview game of the of the next week or the matchups that we have coming up next. So, uh, yeah, I, I I I like I like this episode as well. Yeah, this is. You know, what I'm saying it's really it's been really fun giving our previews, our predictions, mm-hmm. um, and we got to keep track of them too. We need we need to see. We got we got. I need to go back and listen to the other episodes, and we got to um, keep you know tally up. We got to keep keep tabs on on you know how we hit on our predictions. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll we'll definitely have plenty of time to go back throughout the. Um, once once the season kind of ends and see see where we were at mm-hmm. with our picks mm-hmm. and everything, so yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a big big yeah, it's gonna be fun for sure. Um, and then also, you know, as we get ready to wrap things up, just want to tell you guys, um, get at me on social media mm-hmm. or on on X, Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12 let me know how stupid I am for for, for thinking LSU is going to go to 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 Missouri knowing their secondary has been trash this year and picking still picking the Tigers you can get at me on there or um, you can also get at me on Instagram at Chris.Bolton underscore and, and look just holla at your boy I'll let your boy, man. We can we can talk it up, man. Let let me know if you're rocking with, you know, my thought processes, and um, also just let us know how we can, uh, you know, what else you would like us to incorporate in the show. We're all ears. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And as for me, um, you can follow me on X as well at Listen to KSW, all in one handle. Um, I'm on there talking college football, professional wrestling. Video games, all of that good stuff. Um, you know, let me know. Am am I starting to become a Louisville Cardinal stand? Have I have I <laughs> might traded have to get you a jersey for Christmas, man? Yeah, maybe so. Have I traded my cowbell for <laughs> Cardinal jersey? You know, it's just you know, let me know if so. That is what it is. But hey, you know. We outside, you know. Another we, shade of red. Yeah. You traded in that that, that deep maroon <laughs> for a little bit of a brighter red no, just... <laughs> <laughs> look look uh, look I, I can I can have dreams too you know I, I can <laughs> you know you gotta hey, let you me live well be, you might as well be a Cardinal fan the way the Bulldogs playing this year hey goodness. look <laughs> that's a that's a whole other can of worms <laughs> I do not want to open I do not want to open that Pandora's box Chris <laughs> I feel you. Oh we just gonna have to act like that ain't happening. Yeah, yeah. We just gonna just gonna, you know, brush that off to the side. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh man. man, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
once again, we appreciate y'all listening in on the show. Um, just talking about all of the crazy games that are coming up this week in college football. But um, that's going to do it for us. We appreciate you guys, um, as always, like we said. And, um, yeah, we'll be back for we'll be an- back. another episode back. next week. Yeah, to go over everything. We have all the craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, week six. We are halfway through the football season. But um yeah guys, until then, we will catch y'all later. Peace. Holla.